Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the monthly or annual plan and also to download a 2021 training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. Vendor validations. Are you or your vendor team members logging into multiple sites to perform your vendor validations before adding that information to your vendor master file? Well, you'll love this episode as I talk about 10check.com and how I found two advantages from using their platform. And don't forget to listen to the end for how you can get help with that long list of validations they give you and what they mean. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 136, Two Advantages Using TenCheck.com for Vendor Validations. So before I really get started, I want to say that I am not an affiliate of TenCheck.com, so they have not uh, paid me to talk about them. Uh, I don't get any revenue when people sign up after listening to my uh, podcast episodes or reading my blogs. Kind of wish I was because they're a great service, so it's an easy sell. But uh, I did use TenCheck.com uh, when I was a practitioner processing over 2,000 requests per month with a team of 17. And I also use it today in my consulting business when I do five-day vendor master file cleanups. And so I thought it'd be a great time to share with you two advantages um, using 10check.com that I found as a practitioner that might help you and your vendor team. All right, so one of the most basic vendor validations to set up a vendor in the vendor master file for payment um, via accounts payable is verifying that vendor legal name plus tax ID combination matches IRS records commonly known as the IRS 10 match. Now, whether your team is performing the validation manually on the IRS site or on 10check.com or with another platform, there are at least two advantages that 10check.com will give you. And I specifically talk about the IRS uh, 10 match because that's one of the main um, validations that 10check.com uh, has. And of course, it matches what the IRS does 
does. Uh, and that is something that all U.S. entities need to be doing. So hopefully we have a large percentage of you out there already performing the 10 match, uh, either on uh, irs.gov, their e-services, or on 10check.com. Or I know there are some other platforms out there that are also um, that also perform the 10 match because like 10check.com, they are API'd or integrated in with the uh, IRS records. So hopefully everyone's doing that. Um, so why 10check.com? Well, as an accounts payable practitioner, I started off with my team registering and performing the vendor uh, IRS 10 match on irs.gov. And that was even before the e-services because I think they changed their website uh, just a few years ago. And, you know, after all, it was free. Um, the trigger though to move to 10check.com or to even look at another solution was that we were acquiring an existing business into our shared services um, group processing and needed new staff to handle the additional work. So we were really absorbing another um, uh, entity's work. Another, um, It was actually a company within our company, but we were absorbing that work at the shared service center. And so we were moving it really from one um, uh, state to to another state where the shared services existed. And so we decided that this new staff would need to be contractors, at least initially, since we really didn't know, you know, how many staff members would be needed. We had a pretty good idea of the volume, but um, we, we just didn't know for sure. So we didn't want to bring on permanent staff at first. And so we wanted to start with um, contractors. And then we also had a pretty short lead time. And at the and now I don't remember why, but you know, that happens all the time in corporate. So we didn't know how many staff we needed needed for sure. And we had a short lead time. And so that was the trigger to uh, find another option for uh, the IRS 10 match. And the reason is, you know, that being the scenario, we didn't want, um, nor did we think it was fair to ask this temporary staff um, to register on the irs.gov uh, uh, e-services site for what could be a short assignment. Further, we did want to be able to start them hitting you know, the ground running on day one versus having them go through the process to register on irs.gov and wait for them to go through that process, which at the time could be up to three weeks. Now, in all fairness, I had a webinar uh, last week or a couple weeks back as of the published date of this podcast. And I heard or someone uh, put in the, the chat or the question section that um, it took less than a week for them to get registered. If that's true, that's perfect. That's great. I'm happy to hear it. Um, but it is still um, a, a wait time, even though it's shorter than it used to be. It is still a wait time and it would not have gotten our uh, temporary staff or contractors up uh, run, uh, hitting the ground running day one. Um, and plus uh, that time type of staff um, can be, you know, you can have um, 
uh, turnover, high turnover. And so we didn't want, you know, having to have them go through that process every time we had a new one come on board and the last one left. And so uh, uh, we decided again to go with um, 10check.com. And then that way, the assigned admin, whoever we assigned, could set those uh, those contractors up day one, uh, do some training, and they were up and ready to go. So we picked a subscription plan and we started using the product. Now, it wasn't long before we discovered some advantages to using 10check.com versus our current or what was our current vendor validation process. Actually, we discovered quite a few. I'm going to talk about two here that may help your team as well. So again, didn't take long for our team to find improvements in the way we were performing validations. And the first one is multiple validations are in one place. So no longer did the team have to go to the IRS site and do the 10 match, then go to another platform uh, to do the Office of Foreign Assets and Control or OFAC, those watch list verifications, then go to the United States Postal Service site, USPS.com, to get the correct format and standardization of the vendor's address. Um, 10Check not only included the 10 match, but if you put the vendor's address in uh, in, uh, you would get the format uh, the same as uh, the USPS.com uh, site. Also, it wouldn't stop at um, OFAC. So it did the OFAC watch list, but it wouldn't stop there. It would also include other exclusion lists, such as the Office of Inspector General or OIG, which is required for healthcare organizations to check and not pay vendors on this exclusion list because they can't be paid uh, federal funds. The same thing with the System of Award Management or SAM. And that's an exclusion list where governments cannot pay vendors on that exclusion list because they can't, again, pay them with federal funds. So we were able to consolidate at least three of our validations, the IRS 10 match, the OFAC, and then also the USPS for the vendor address uh, format and standardization into one validation. And if you are a healthcare system, uh, that can uh, also save you the OIG validation check. And if you are a, a government, that can save you the SAM validation check. So again, multiple validations are in one place. Now, the second one is bulk uploads make keeping up with watch lists doable by the AP team. So for watch lists and exclusion lists, such as those included with OFAC, because OFAC has quite a few sanction lists that it checks against. But for those watch lists or exclusion lists, your organization may be forbidden from making payments to vendors that appear on those lists. So yes, you may check them at the time of vendor setup or when the vendor requests a change to the vendor record. But what about any other time? What if they subsequently appear on these lists? So unless you have a continuous monitoring platform that will allow you or alert you when your vendors appear on these lists, it's really up to the company or to you 
to check those watch lists periodically. And I recommend at least monthly. Um, and you may want to do it even more than that if you uh, have like daily pay cycles. Um, but I do recommend at least monthly um, to perform those checks to make sure that um, vent your existing vendors have not subsequently been added to those watch lists and then that you're not uh, paying those vendors. Well, how do you check that? Um, I will say that I've been at companies in the past where that feature or function or requirement would be handled by a risk department um, or another department that was uh, that was uh, assigned to handle all of the security. What I really found, though, is that they had uh, some type of a process for reports to be sent to them so they can get a list of all of the vendors. But over time, as people left out of those positions, um, that that was really not being done. And so I made it a point to include it as a part of the um, monthly vendor master file cleanup. Yes, I did say monthly. Um, but so we made that a part of it. And what made that easy uh, to do or even doable in the first place was the fact that the bulk upload uh, feature that 10check.com has uh, includes not only the IRS 10 match, which is good, but it also includes that validation against those watch lists. So that made it easier to perform those watch list validations on a monthly basis or whatever your recurring uh, threshold is. It made it easy to do that. And again, unlike the bulk file upload feature through IRS eServices, and I know you can do that for free, but it's only going to check the IRS 10 match, that legal name, tax ID combination. It's not going to check your watch list. And so for that reason, I like 10check.com, 10check.com's bulk upload feature. Now it is an extra cost and I know the IRS uh, 10 match for the bulk upload is free, um, but should you really compare that, uh, the price to the potential civil and or criminal files, uh, fines and penalties if you pay a vendor on one of these lists? Now I've said it before on uh, one of the podcast episodes and I'll just keep saying it. You know, we are always uh, uh, anxious about the IRS fines and penalties as we should be. The fines and penalties have uh, increased and then their change or switch to um, the 1099 due dates. And now um, this year with the additional 1099, and I know there can be extra processing time, mistakes uh, that can be made. Oh, and the big one I'm forgetting, the fact that you can no longer uh, automatically get an extension. So you have to have it in by the scheduled due date. And so you're doing a lot of rushing and that can cause um, uh, errors as well as the fact now you don't have that extra time with the extensions to make corrections uh, uh, during that gap between when you send it to the vendor, uh, January 31st, and when you actually file. So that gap has really gone away. And so now you're liable for any correct, any penalties or fines related to any of those corrections. But, and I just said that very long winded, um, but the 
fees that are associated with that, if you're not, if it's not an intentional disregard, um, are really not, I mean, they're substantial fees, but uh, the OFAC fees that are related to paying someone uh, that is on uh, one of those watch lists, uh, the civil and the criminal fines go into the millions. They are much more significant than the IRS. And not saying again that you have to ignore the IRS's fines and and penalties. Um, You don't, uh, should not ignore those. But I think we need to give enough or just as much weight to the OFAC and watch list uh, fines if you pay these vendors that are on these lists. And I don't, I just don't see that that's always a priority. So between the civil and the criminal fines for OFAC, they can be much more substantial than what the IRS fines and penalties can add up to. And again, for that reason, I love the fact that 10check.com's bulk upload results include the watch list validations as well. Now, if you have an account with 10check.com and you don't see that option, it would be in your menu. If you don't see that option, it's just because you haven't contacted them and requested it. So go ahead and contact them and request it, and then you will see it in your menu. Okay, so those were the two advantages I see to 10check.com with your vendor validations. And now let's move on to what I talked about in the intro, how you can get help with your 10check.com vendor validations. So if you and your team need help sorting out what all those validations mean and what should be done if your vendor fails a validation, you know, when you see those validations in red, be sure to join my essentials training series. This training is called 10check.com vendor validation explained, individual lookup, and bulk file upload results. Man, I always have the longest names. But anyway, the training will be held on May 26th from 11 to 12 p.m. Eastern time. And depending on demand uh, of the training, it will continue live on the fourth uh, Wednesday of every month or it will become on-demand learning. So make sure you enroll today. I will put a link in uh, the show notes and also a link to the accompanying blog will be in the show notes as well. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 136th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.